It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean, with you every week at this time, streaming via HealthyLife.net. Positive Talk Radio. This week's program is the final installment in a series exploring the ascension of the soul. This week focused on the Supreme Being and the Highest Heavens. The fifth through the eighth regions is my focus on this week's program. In the San tradition of India, the highest heavens are generally referred to as Sach Khand, meaning true eternal realm, Nirvana, Kavalya, which means oneness. This true eternal realm is usually divided into four subsections. The fifth heaven is called Sat Lok, or the true realm. Sat Nam, true name. Sat Parush, true original being. The sixth heaven is called Alak Lok, or the invisible realm. The seventh heaven is called Agem Lok, the inaccessible realm, also known as nearness a place where the soul can continue to have its individuality or it can merge with the Supreme Being and then revert back again to its individualized state. Which is quite amazing, actually, that there is that sort of freedom of choice at this high level. You can try it for a while, uh, merging in God and then reverting back to being an individualized soul again, if one so chooses. And the highest realm, the true heaven, the eighth plane, described as ultimate reality, the real deal, the true ultimate heavenly realm, is given the name Anami Lok, the realm of the nameless god, the nameless plane, also, it's referred to as Radhaswami, the Lord of the Soul, or Soul Lord. It's a very yin-yang, masculine-feminine type name. Radha means soul and is feminine, and the word Swami is masculine and means Lord. So Soul Lord, literally, or Lord of the Soul. The realm of Radhaswami is referred to as Radhaswami Dham, the abode of the Lord of the Soul, the Most High, ultimate reality, the eighth heaven, the ocean of love, the upper level of oneness or Kavalya, beyond the veils of form, light, and sound, the ultimate reality of God in the Narguna or formless, soundless state, the ultimate reality or most high. God is called nameless or anami, although, of course, God is given many different names. One of the highest names for God is the nameless one. The fifth through the eighth planes. Earlier, we talked about the physical plane, the the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, and then, of course, now the fifth through the eighth planes of consciousness, different levels of heaven. 
Though it has been a long time coming, the soul, after traversing the lower realms, finally reaches its real home, Sach Khand, the true region, where even the most subtle duality between the spirit and God are transcended. The Supreme Being, Sat, Chit, Ananda, Truth, Existence, Bliss, is found in its pure form only in this region, the saints stress. All of the previous planes of existence are but reflections of this infinite abode, according to the teachings of Seth Shivdayal Singh, the great mystic and saint of Agra, India, author of some very great spiritual classics, Sarbachan, Radhaswami Prose, two volumes of Radhaswami Poetry, a commentary on the Japji of Guru Nanak, various letters, very, very out-of-this-world literature, especially the Sarbachan, Radhaswami Poetry describing these realms of consciousness which he explored at depth. On being admitted to Sat Purusha's court, the soul revels in delight, for the inner guru has delivered what he has promised, God-realization. However, a curious thing happens when the student beholds the Supreme Lord for the first time. This is uh, at the level of Sat Lok, where God has form. There are different levels of God. It's a very complicated uh, kind of description being given in the Sant tradition where you have uh, different levels of God. The ultimate level, God is formless, nameless, soundless, beyond light. But there is a level where God has form called Sat Purush in the fifth plane, which is being described here. A curious thing happens when the student beholds the Supreme Lord for the first time. The Guru is seen not as different from Sat Purush, or the true original being, God with form, but rather they are one and inseparable. All along it was not just a human being or an inner spirit guiding the yearning soul, but according to the saints, the Absolute itself. And I concluded last week's program by describing this process as God leading souls back to God. In other words, you have different levels of God. You have souls that have incarnated into various bodies, living lives on various planes of consciousness. So how does the Supreme Being communicate with souls? And in the Sant tradition and other mystical traditions as well, from Gnosticism to Sufism and Kabbalah, the Supreme Being communicates to souls, communicates with souls, by way of living spiritual teachers. I mean, there are many books around, there are many scriptures and writings of, by past masters, and that's great, but a past master will never chastise you or specifically guide you. You're just selecting passages in a book. So, uh, in that sense, the scripture will not challenge you. will not say, hey, you're, you've got it wrong, you're missing something. You know, th those who rely only on past scriptures or interpreting the writings of people who are now dead might get something wrong. But a living master can say, hey, 
you've got this all wrong. Here's the real story. So a living teacher is absolutely seen as vital to the process of spiritual guidance to get past one's own blind spots, ego, filters, cultural conditioning that simply cannot see certain things that are important. Past masters, past mystics, past scriptures can't really reveal the whole truth. And if we are students that haven't got it all figured out yet, we're very likely to misunderstand things. Thus the need for a teacher. If one is a student, then that implies there is a teacher. If there are no teachers, how can there be students? Textbooks alone, scriptures alone, are not necessarily enough. There has to be a teacher in the classroom, or else it might just be all chaos, paper airplanes flying, recess all of the time, vital clues being missed. In the Sant tradition, a living teacher is required. And of course, throughout history, we've had living teachers. So whenever we honor a living teacher, we're honoring past teachers too, because that's what they once were. I mean, in world religions and traditions, sometimes we get very complacent, and we think of teachers as being pages of a book. But wait, someone wrote that book. It didn't drop from the sky. There once was a living teacher being quoted. That means they had a body, and they were alive on planet Earth, and they had students. Sure, eventually some of their writings were written down, and we now have scriptures and scrolls and things. But before that, what were they? Once upon a time, they were living teachers, walking the earth, breathing the air, like you and I. Living teachers are absolutely essential. And when we honor living teachers, we honor past teachers who once were living teachers, living masters, living sansat gurus. I mentioned on the near the end of last week's program that the Supreme Being uses teachers, especially those without ego. Those without ego can act as uh, co-workers with the divine or reflections of the divine, worthy channels of the divine in the physical plane. And so the Supreme Being working through living teachers can teach, guide, and communicate. Now in the Sant tradition, and this is also true of Sufism and other schools of mysticism, there is an inner master. The inner master may be a kind of luminous reflection of the living teacher, the same image, only in the astral realm or one of the inner realms. So we have the inner master. And there are different levels of the inner master on the astral plane, causal plane, mental plane. And then eventually, when the soul reaches the fifth plane, as I just uh, shared a passage here from from the book uh, Enchanted Land uh, describing the supreme being as having the same image for, for the individual as their teacher. Uh, this this Sat Purush or level of God is responsible at that point for taking the soul further in its journey back to the formless God. So a, a bit more complicated but to put it more simply uh, 
to just distill this into something more comprehensible and less about emanations and levels of God and planes of consciousness. The Supreme Being guides the soul through a living teacher, brings the soul to the inner master. Working through the outer master, souls are brought to the inner master. And the inner master guides the soul back to the fifth heaven again, to God with form, known as Satpurush in the Sant tradition. And then Satpurush guides the soul back to the formless state. So in other words, basically, the formless supreme being uses forms that the soul is willing to work with to guide that soul back to this formless state once again. The formless God uses various forms at different levels or different heavens or planes of consciousness to guide the soul back home again. It's an amazing thing, really. It's an amazing thing to, to see going on in the world. Though Sach Khand is the last and final stage, according to the saints, there are three further levels within it, kind of degrees of intensification. Alak, the invisible realm, Agam, the inaccessible realm, and Anami, the nameless plane, also referred to by some as Radhaswami. Upon merging with Sat Parush, the spirit, the soul, is taken further up into the very depths of the Absolute, experiencing what no words or approximations can adequately describe. Seth Shivdayal Singh says, It's all wonder, wonder, wonder. Wonder, wonder, wonder has assumed form. Baba Fakir Chand, in his usual iconoclastic manner, described the highest state as follows. Beyond again is only realization. I do know that there is something in me that listens to the supreme sound current. What is that? That I do not know. I used to listen to bells, thunder, the vena, but now I listen only to the one sound, which is an unbreakable tune, about which I cannot say any word. It is what it is. Now, at this age of 92 years, I do not care for the sound and light, too. Why? Because the light is seen by me, Satpurush, and the sound is heard by me. Then who is great, sound or light, or he who sees it and listens to it? So far my realization is concerned. The bubble will merge in the ocean. Light will merge in the light, a passage from Baba Fakir Chand, a guru in the Radhaswami tradition. According to the saints, it should be remembered that Sat Purush is not some mysterious god which is vastly greater than our limited selves. Rather, it is, in the most profound sense, our very beings. We are not less than it, nor greater than it. We are it no subject, no object, just pure, unqualified being in an ocean of infinite creative power. It may appear that the Master and God are separate from the disciple, but in truth they are but expressions of the same whole, the same one. A 
passage from the book Enchanted Land by Professor David Christopher Lane, published by the MSAC Philosophy Group, describing all of the various heavenly realms and various quotes by different masters about the different realms of consciousness. And I've used this book uh, during this series of programs on the ascension of the soul, describing the astral plane, causal plane, mental plane, etheric, the Banwargufa, whirlpool cave, and so on. And now, of course, the highest realms. In summary, one grasps the central sounds of the lower realms and progressively is drawn upward to the sounds of the higher realms. Ultimately, one reaches the center of the original sound, the essential divine sound, and thereafter attains the ultimate state, the state beyond the sound. The yoga of sound, or Surat Shabd Yoga Meditation, as it is known, must be practiced in order to attain this nameless, soundless state. It is fully elaborated and described in the Upanishads and literature of the saints or saints of India. The yoga of sound is the medium to reach this state. The greatest good is in the attainment of this ultimate state, the nameless state. That's a passage by Maharishi Mehi Paramhans in his spiritual classic, Philosophy of Liberation also from philosophy of liberation. The state beyond sound is acknowledged in the teachings of saints as the goal of their teachings. In addition, their writings accept manas jap, the repetition of a sacred name, also known as simran or zikr, manas dhyan, concentration on a form of the divine or one's master, one's teacher, Drishti Yoga, the yoga of light, fixing the mind on a point, accessing the third eye center and inner light, and Nada Sadhana, or Surat Shabd Yoga, concentrating on the inner sounds of the different realms or spheres as means to reach the soundless state. These four techniques are therefore essential in Sant Mat, the path of the masters. That's a passage once again from philosophy of liberation. Describing the goal of the meditation practice, there is the repetition of sacred names, there is the visualization of a divine form or the form of one's living master, living teacher, the contemplation of inner light, and the meditation of inner sound. And these eventually lead the soul to the supreme being beyond the light and the sound. In some of the hymns of Maharishi Mahi Paramahans, God is described as being veiled by light and sound, very much reminding me of uh, in astronomy when uh, descriptions of black holes are given. Black holes are these mysterious things where the rules are all thrown out. The laws of physics are tossed out and you go to this faster-than-light, formless place beyond time uh, and out of the ordinary space-time universe into this mysterious other realm. And quite often the supreme being uh, is described as being like that in the teachings of mystics. You reach this formless, 
timeless realm beyond form where the normal laws of reality no longer apply. And there is a seeing beyond seeing, a hearing beyond hearing. It's not just soundless in the sense of no longer hearing sound, but going to this kind of anti-realm or or alternate reality, uh, given the name God or Anami Paru Sharada Swami, beyond the realm of form, beyond time, beyond space, sometimes referred to as the nameless state, or Anami Parush, or Anadi Parush, God beyond sound, God beyond light. After the break, I will explore more about what is described as the Supreme Being, the Lord of the Soul. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio, exploring the ascension of the soul. Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. My website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. If you'd like to receive a copy of the Ascension of the Soul e-booklet, if you'd like to receive a copy of my Charts of the Heavens, Heavenly Realms, a picture sometimes really is worth a thousand words, and I have uh, several uh, charts, actually, of all of these regions of consciousness and heavens that I have been attempting to describe during this Ascension of the Soul series. If you'd like to receive these things, send me an email, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Request a copy of the Ascension of the Soul booklet and Charts of the Heavens, and I'll be happy to send those to you, and it will help uh, make things a lot uh, clearer. And uh, it's fun to, to create these things create these things, to put uh, uh, into words and to describe uh, some of the great mysteries, mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, things that were never seen before (laughs) are now in writings. Things that were once kept secret are now hidden in plain sight for those who are not flooded with information and distracted by the internet and overwhelmed by thousands of voices and paths and yogas uh, scattered with attention scattered to the point where they can't notice these things. Uh, In this age, it's not so much about access to information as it is about not being scattered and drained and overwhelmed with information to the point where you can't say, wow, that is important. That's not just another website. That's not just yet another thing on the Internet, but something more vital, something that's deeper, something that reveals the teachings of the masters who are not newbies to the world of spirituality with some introductory kind of book, but represent ancient traditions that have been on this planet for thousands of years. So the Supreme Being is described by saints and mystics and masters who have made this journey of ascension. For thousands of years on this planet, various masters have been sharing what they have seen, what they have heard. Very much like you have the modern near-death experience, the modern-day NDE. Uh, Well, uh, an even older tradition 
are these various descriptions of heavenly realms. You have the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead and Hindu Upanishads and countless writings of various saints and mystics and masters. And these have been with us the whole time, although uh, not necessarily terribly mainstream, not terribly recognized outside of the mystic community that cares about making this journey. Only mystics seem to care about mysticism. And it's, it's my privilege to be sharing this information today. It is all love, so says Radhaswami. In the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry by Seth Shivdayal Singh are hymns of praise, conversational prayers directed towards the friend, the beloved, the object of his communion, the lover of his soul, the merciful lord of the soul, Radhaswami Dayal. In this loving context of devotional bhakti, mystical experiences in Surat Shabd Yoga, inner light, inner sound, take the devotee soul upon an interior journey beyond illusion, beyond time and duality, to an ultimate reality, the ocean of love. Swamiji Maharaj, also known as Seth Shivdayal Singh, describes as omnipotent omniscient and omnipresent with attributes of grace, mercy, love, bliss, and peace. Says Swamiji, hear the sounds of bell and conch shell which resonate and reverberate in the thousand-petaled lotus. And I hear the melodious and wondrous sounds of the harp and the flute or the bansuri in Banwargufa. I tune and hear the rhythm of drums and fiddle. There are reverberations and the sound of the kettle drum reverberating. The ambrosial rain falls in a thousand currents and the heavenly sphere revolves like a wheel. I go round and round, losing all my strength and ego and becoming utterly humble and dependent upon the Supreme Lord. I behold Radhaswami every moment. I have now completed this doxology, O Lord. Confer upon me your grace, which is ambrosia, which will immortalize me, putting me beyond the realm of decline and death. The Surat steps forward and goes to perceive again Lok, the inaccessible sphere. The sheen and luster of the inaccessible parush or being is amazing, wholly distinct, for his brilliance and luminosity excels the light of trillions of suns. Beyond that is the nameless one, Anami Parush, who is described as infinite, None can go there except the saints, who have termed it their own original eternal abode. Radhaswami, I adore and worship you, for you have revealed to me the mystery. Swamiji Maharaj says, From one step to another the soul beholds strange things which cannot be described in human language. 
every region and everything is utterly beyond words. What beauty, what glory, how can I describe them? There is nothing here to convey the idea. I am helpless. Love plays the supreme part. It is all love, so says Radhaswami. That's Swamiji's description, or part of his description, of the realm of the Lord of the Soul, or Radhaswami, or Anami Parush, the highest heaven. All love. The drop of the soul returns to the divine ocean once again and discovers that it is an ocean of love. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, I will share with you ingredients of a viable living spiritual path, the living mystic path. Stay tuned. soul. My focus this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. The journey back to love, the interior voyage of the soul, passing through different layers of meditation and inner experience, back to the ocean of love once again, the Supreme Being, described with terms such as Anurag Sagar, ocean of love and Radhaswami, Lord of the Soul. The drop merges back into an infinite ocean of love once again. Something more wonderful. People anticipate bad things happening and sometimes uh, dwell on uh, negative near-death experiences, for instance. Everyone is willing to duck, trying to avoid something bad happening. But according to the teachings of the Masters, What's really most amazing of all is just how much love there really is. That you didn't see coming, did you? That is the shocking revelation. More love than we know what to do with or can comprehend. A thick atmosphere of love beyond our wildest dreams. That is the reality, according to the Masters. Ingredients of a living mystic path and this, again, is not something new invented last Tuesday in some introductory metaphysical book for sale somewhere. If this is all real, then this means for thousands of years on this planet there have been at least a few individual seekers, mystics, sages, and whatnot that have already made this journey of ascension. It's not just all in the future, uncharted territory. Someday we're going to be doing this. For thousands of years now, there have been a certain number of people that have already made this journey and have described it to their friends, written it down, composed hymns to try and do some justice to it. This is not a new truth. This is an ancient truth. This is a truth before the beginning of the Big Bang. This is something that's been around with us always and that we carry within us. This is not something newly invented. 
So what are the ingredients of a living mystic path that leads to something beyond doctrine and beliefs and sectarian affiliations? Everyone's got that, right? Everyone's got some kind of affiliation or belief system. But how do we see? How do we hear? How do we ascend? How do we go from here to there through a spiritual practice? And what are the types of things to look for in a living teacher, a living spiritual path? The ingredients of a living mystic path, Gnostic font parallels, something I composed a while back. In the Corpus Hermeticum and Nag Hammadi scriptures of the Middle East are and were described all of the ingredients of a living, viable, mystic path. And here I uh, describe the parallels between uh, ancient Western scriptures and traditions and living Eastern traditions that are essentially teaching the same thing, although, of course, they have a different language and they have different terms for some of the same states of consciousness, but it's really all, all just the same thing. I really don't think of world religions in terms of different opposing teams that are competing for our votes or our allegiance, but rather the same sorts of things going on in different cultures of the world. So the heavy hitting sectarian warriors with the one true church, the one true mosque, the one true sect, the one true fundamentalism. You've got them everywhere. You've got mystics, and you've got uh, all sorts of similar kind of organizations and spiritual movements going on in different geographical regions of the world. And so you've got mystics, you've got institutionalized religions, and rituals and all of the same sorts of things going on in different uh, cultures, different parts of the world, including uh, traditions of mysticism and meditation, those people willing to undertake the journey here and now during this life. The ingredients of a mystic path. One, living teachers, living masters with students, past masters, scrolls, cuneiform tablets, old scriptures, are not enough. A living guide is required. When you meditate with a living teacher, you may not only receive knowledge or guidance about meditation, but you may get kind of a jump start just by sitting near them. I mean, I've, I've noticed improvements in my meditation just talking with someone on the phone for a bit. You know, whenever we connect with other people, we are influenced by them. So if we're meditating with other advanced meditators, that can have some sort of mysterious effect on our own meditations. You know, it's like a, a jump start or something becomes easier about the process when we meditate with others, especially uh, someone more advanced than ourselves. It just seems to be that principle where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. There's just some sort of energy, a group energy that uh, is present. Two, a cosmology of several heavens or inner regions or planes. There's not just one heaven, up and down, heaven, hell, two choices, a door number one, door number two. There is a whole cosmology of several different heavens, and you find that in the Jewish tradition, the Sufi tradition, the Sant tradition, Buddhism, Hinduism, multiple heavens, many different levels of consciousness, many different heavens. 
Three, an understanding that souls can access these realms here and now during this present life, a present tense kingdom of heaven, in other words, that's available to souls right now. We don't need to postpone the spiritual life till some other time in the future after death when uh, some magical date on the calendar rolls around, second coming, third comings, fourth comings. We don't need to, to postpone spirituality till some hypothesized future age. It's right now. It's either now or it ain't at all, right? It's either real or it ain't. Four, an initiation into the mysteries of the heavens is communicated by living teachers, importing to spiritual seekers the meditation techniques and sacred names so we can do this. We learn the practice so that we can undertake this journey. We learn what we need to do. It's not just be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Okay, how do we go about doing that? It's not just what, but how. Number five, visionary and auditory mysticism, inner seeing and inner hearing. Descriptions of souls traveling through various inner regions, and they recognize where they, where they are by their ability to see and their ability to hear. And after the break, more. I'll finish this list. There are seven points altogether. I'll share with you more about the ingredients of a mystic path. Stay tuned. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio here on HealthyLife.net Positive Talk Radio. My name is James Bean with you streaming live every week at this time. Exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, meditation, mysticism, and books. To receive a free copy of my booklet, The Ascension of the Soul, as well as links to my charts of the heavens, the heavenly realms I've been attempting to describe during this series on the Ascension of the Soul, just send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website, where you can access daily spiritual quotes via social media. You can access my blogs. I have links to various podcasts on demand by way of healthylife.net. Lots there. The website, there is a donate button. There are links to various sites I have created online, including an e-library of free books, free books on the web, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Picking up where I left off, the seven ingredients of a living mystic path. One, once again, spiritual teachers, living masters, living guidance. Cuneiform, cuneiform tablets are not enough. Old scriptures are not enough. A living guide is extremely required. Now, some people are queasy about having a living guide because uh, they don't know anyone they can trust. But blessed are those who do find a teacher that they can trust and are comfortable with and someone who is uh, ethical, honest, and genuine, walks the walk, and provides all of the guidance with nothing missing. That's not an easy thing to find, I recognize. And blessed are those who have found such a guide, a living teacher. 
Two, a cosmology of several heavenly realms. It's not just a matter of heaven, hell, upstairs, downstairs. But uh, even in early Christianity, if you read the unedited uh, New Testament, you know, all of those uh, writings, you find references to seven heavens. The same is true in the Jewish tradition. References to seven heavens and the God beyond the seven heavens. There is a cosmology of several heavenly realms described by everyone in the world of mysticism, spirituality, path of the masters, Sufi saints, Essenes, books of Enoch, everywhere you look, within especially, you'll find that there are several heavenly realms. Three, an understanding that souls can access these realms here and now, during this present life, in the present moment. It's not a spirituality that has to be postponed till some magical date on the calendar or second coming. No need to wait for signs in the sky. We don't need permission from anyone. Any god or government or religious institution. We don't need to wait for signs in the sky that say, okay, it's now okay to be spiritual. We can tune in to the divine realms like radio waves tuning our radio to the right station. We can do that right now in this present moment. The world of time will never give us permission to be timeless. Time will only take up our time. But we can tune in to the timeless realm by way of meditation here and now. And if we think we're not very good at meditating, that becomes a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy, a kind of law of being or self-sabotaging belief. But you know, we can take off that belief like taking off a winter coat and have a good meditation all the same, because we really can if we only just knew it, if we can only step into it here and now. For there is an initiation offered into the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. As uh, the author Jacob Needleman once pointed out, in Western religions, we're told a lot of ideals. Be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Okay, great. What do I do? Do I sit? Do I chant a certain word? Do I take a deep breath? Give me some instructions. How do I get there from here? It's not always about what, but how. One can learn the secrets. One can learn the techniques of meditation practice, can receive that instruction on how to do this, how to make this happen, how to receive the ingredients of a meditation practice. Five, visionary and auditory mysticism. The soul has ears and eyes and can see in other realms, even as the five senses allow us to interact with the physical world. We can spiritually see and hear. Six, mystics have an ethical code, and this ethical foundation includes a vegetarian diet. Especially with light mystics of the world religions, they're all vegetarians, and it's as if there's something heavy about meat that darkens our vision, and that's what they actually say. If the soul is in control, then the values of the soul assume control, and that pertains to non-violence in thought, word, and deed. If we have outer peace, if we have inner peace, we can, in that stillness, in that tranquility, have a great meditation. So it's all about cultivating peace wherever we go, in this world or in realms beyond. 
Peace is the way. And number seven, the goal of the teachings and meditation practice is experiencing direct union with the Supreme Being. There is a kind of paradox. Mystics describe several heavens, and it's easy for some people to come away with an impression that God is thousands of light years away, and it'll take lifetime after lifetime to slowly make this ascension back. But you know, that's not really true. God is within us right now. It's not really a physical kind of soul travel, traveling across millions of light years of interstellar space. It's really more of a shift in consciousness from lower to higher, from outer to inner. And it's not really a matter of distance. So, although there is this ascension process described by masters, mystics, sages, and Gnostics, but really, God is only a few seconds away in meditation, not far away. And the mystics always have an intimacy with God, like Rumi, like Kabir. They all describe this ascension of the soul process, but they also speak of God as the beloved and have communion with some perceived level of God here and now, in the present moment. So, it's a journey of ascension, but God is not millions of light years away, far, far away. Not at all. God is just a deep breath away, just a matter of closing one's eyes and focusing. We're somewhere already, and all we need to do is become aware of the Supreme Being by way of meditation. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. <laughs> 